Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. At SLRC, they understand your dream to move. Moving up, moving on, moving your body, moving mountains. SLRC can help you find the focus to define your finish line. As a top 10 run shop in America, they use their 25 years of experience to provide custom shoe fit analysis and offer a premium assortment of footwear and workout essentials. Locally owned, locally operated. SLRC is movement inspired. Visit saltlakerunning.com to schedule your shoe fitting today. This is Kurt Jowers, and I am really enjoying filling in for J-Mac with my good friend, Senator Mike Lee. If you want to chime in on any of today's topics, please text the Utah Community Credit Union text line 57500. Uh, Mike, I understand you're working on a trip, or maybe you've already secured it, to the U.S.-Mexico border. I'm actually really interested in the process of uh, getting such a trip for a senator to go there and and really see what's going on there, and then what you hope to accomplish uh, once you get there. Yeah, this Friday I'll be going on a trip organized by the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, who will be taking members of the Judiciary Committee with whom I serve uh, on, on a congressional delegation trip uh, to the U.S.-Mexico border in McAllen, Texas. That, incidentally, is where I served my mission, so I'm very familiar with the area. It's changed a lot since then. Um, I agree with the president that there's a, a crisis unfolding on the border and that this is endangering men and especially women and children, and it's also imperiling the surrounding communities. So we've got to secure our border from illegal entry, of, of people from foreign countries and also illicit materials that they're bringing with them. And um, we've also got to achieve some more fundamental changes to immigration policy if we're going to fix the problem of illegal immigration as a whole. Right now we've, we've got an asylum system that is broken, it's outdated, that was written during the Elvis Presley, Buddy Holly era, and that isn't adequately suited to the needs of our time. It, it is creating an artificial magnet uh, for cartels to bring in people unlawfully and then abuse and manipulate our asylum laws once they get here. This, in turn, is, is victimizing women and children who are being trafficked as wrong. And I think, I mean, everything about this situation is is, is terrifying. It's frustrating. Um but I think one that unites everyone, uh, Republican, Democrat, and, and other, is that we don't seem to be able to fix or, or at least pass a new law. You, you mentioned how long ago some of these laws were put in place. The, the issues are so different and so complex. We had John Curtis on yesterday who uh, is pushing a, a bill, which actually Jason Chaffetz was a co-sponsor, and I believe you have a similar one in the Senate that uh, will at least fix one aspect of, of allowing our more high-level uh, immigrants who want to be here, who are trained in our great universities, especially in fields that we really need, that would allow us to be a little more 
selective in, 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 in the people who are able to, to live in our country. Right, and I'm not sure which bill you're referring to, but if you're talking about the High School Immigrant Fairness Act. That's, that's uh, the one. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the sponsor of that in the Senate. Uh, Kamala Harris and I are, are the lead sponsors of that bill in the Senate. I've been working on this for eight years, and uh, it's, a, it's a bill whose time has finally come. We came very close to getting it passed in the Senate a couple of weeks ago, and uh, my colleague, uh, Senator Rand Paul, uh, junior senator from Kentucky, having previously co-sponsored this bill with me, inexplicably came to the Senate floor and objected to it. But I'm going to continue to move this forward until we get it passed. This is a, a, a bill that would change this outdated, antiquated feature in our uh, immigration code that re- requires us to put these arbitrary per-country caps on employment-based immigrant visas. And it's, it's wrong. It, it discriminates unfairly against people from large countries like India uh, and, and China, among others, and uh, we need to get rid of it. If, if someone's coming here on an employment-based immigrant visa, there are a lot of factors that can be taken into account, but one of them should not be some arbitrary limit based on the country of origin. It seems like such a no-brainer. I, I, as I mentioned, I know that you and, and Jason Chaffetz and others uh, were working on this. You know, you, you said eight years ago, which sounds right to me, of course. And uh, but that—that's the frustrating part. This seems like such a an obvious bill to have passed. Um, and I guess you explained why sometimes it doesn't. You get a former co-sponsor who objects for some reason or another, and and here we are again, still still living with laws which are outdated and. And not helping anyone. Yeah, but in this case, Kirk, we're going to get this thing passed. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to continue to bring this up until it gets passed. Uh, this is a bill that we've gone the rounds on this. I've had other colleagues uh, who have objected to it in the past. We've gotten close, and then somebody at the last minute will throw a, a wrench in the gears. We're closer than we've ever been. And uh, we're, I'm working with Senator Paul to try to alleviate his concerns. I think we can get this thing done. And it's uh, a version of the bill is about to have pass the House of Representatives today, I believe. Well, you mentioned that uh, your co-sponsor in this was Senator Kamala Harris, who is big in the news now as one of the 25 or so presidential candidates and the one who seems to be the most on the upward trend. Uh, Utah's expecting a visit from her on July 17th. We've already had visits from Julian Castro, uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, and former Maryland Congressman John Delaney. With Utah holding its presidential primary election on Super Tuesday, March 3rd, we can, I think, continue to get plenty of attention. So as we as we close out our last couple of minutes together, I'm not asking you for a prediction or anything like that. It's too early but I know that you know a lot of these people um, on a personal basis. And so I just kind of wanted to, uh, to to ask you about a few of them. I'm going to start with an easy one since I know you are friends. Senator Cory Booker, What on a personal basis, what, what should we know about him? I love the guy. Uh, when he first showed up uh, after becoming a United States senator on October 31st, 2012, he approached me extended his hand, said, I'm Cory Booker, I'm your new colleague, and I want to work with you to get criminal justice reform passed. I, I knew he and I were going to hit it off. Uh, he's somebody I, I enjoy immensely. Even We serve on the Judiciary Committee together, and um, even when we're disagreeing strongly, as we often do, 
uh, we'll be in the middle of a contentious judiciary committee hearing. He and I will text back and forth, ribbing each other about this or that issue. And uh, we, we keep it all in good fun and, and a lot of humor. And see, I love the way you answered that question. And I, last last week, I was in Washington, D.C., dropped by your office and uh, had breakfast with, with Mitt Romney, Senator Romney. And he said one of the things that has really surprised him is he thought everyone would just hate each other. Cause that's all you... That's all you hear from, you know, whether it's Fox News or MSNBC or now CNN, that, you know, it's just so dysfunctional. But he said everyone is really nice uh, to each other. And and there really is uh, some camaraderie that we don't that we don't see back there. There absolutely is. I think it's the biggest single misconception about the Senate is that uh, people like to think, and I understand why they would think this based on a lot of the media coverage, that it's just constant partisan bickering, that there's nothing but enmity uh, across party lines. It just isn't true. There are sound bites and snippets that are played out on the media stage over and over again that lead people to believe that, but it's inaccurate. Uh, For the most part, we're people who really like each other across party lines. Many of uh, my very favorite people in the Senate are people who are not only in, uh, not in my party, but at the opposite end of the political spectrum. Uh, very good friends with a lot of these people, including Cory Booker, uh, Bernie Sanders, and I uh, it, it fully embraced, physically embraced on the Senate floor a few <laughs> months ago, and we passed a bill together. Uh, I, I'm very good friends with... Uh, that Amy might show Clover. up in a primary... Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm sure. I'm sure he wants to keep that close. But I have very good friends with a lot of these people, and um, uh, notwithstanding our political differences, we all get along well, and we we try to find common ground. Well, that's a great place to uh, to stop. I wish we had another uh, another couple of segments together. As always, thanks for uh, for joining us today, uh, Senator Lee, and uh, good luck back there with with all that you're doing. Thanks so much, Kirk. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Wilson with Any Hour Services, and we're proud to help bring you this podcast. If you ever need a resource for information about your home's electrical, plumbing, heating, or air conditioning system, you can find Any Hour Services on Facebook, YouTube, or online at anyhourservices.com.